This is episode 142 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Phil Hesketh joins me to talk CrossFit Games. Welcome to Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Marcus Smith, founder of InnerFight.com. In this episode, we tackle the fittest on earth and bring you a recap of the 2014 Reebok CrossFit Games. No matter where you are in the world, thanks for listening to the show. Let's jump right in. CrossFit, 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 more CrossFit, and even a little bit more CrossFit. So let's talk CrossFit today, shall we, Phil? Isn't it on the tip of the tongue of everyone out there at the moment, and and for a good reason as well? Yep, just had the CrossFit Games this weekend. We've just had the CrossFit Games this weekend, so why not to get you in and talk? You are the second fittest man in Asia. Unfortunately, you didn't go to the CrossFit Games, but you nearly did. Nearly. <laughs> Close. Close, no cigar. First equal, as we learned in, in that podcast that we did after, after the regionals. Mate, run us through it. Where does it start? What is the CrossFit Games? Give us a bit of background, and then let's get moving on what happened over the weekend. Um, so the CrossFit Games, um, the actual Games started in 2007. Um, that was the first time they... This is going to get really geeky. They started, <laughs> they started testing CrossFit athletes. Originally, it was just the... Uh, the sort of training program that you follow for daily fitness and then people start becoming very good at exercising, <laughs> exercising quickly. So it kind of developed into the sport that it is today. They started testing people in 2007 and here we are today in 2014, huge stadiums in, in America, yeah. thousands of supporters watching like like any other professional sport. Um, and yeah, that's where, we're at, that's where we're at today. Talk us through the process. Obviously, as I just said, you, you missed out on qualifying for the games through through Asia. So how does how does that all work? For the folks that don't really know too much about it, how does that all work? So qualifying starts in your own gym. You start with what's called the Worldwide Open, which is a online qualification process. So anybody, whether you've been doing CrossFit for a day or you know since it started, whenever that was, 10 Plus years ago, okay, you can enter the Open online, you pay your small fee, and you compete in your own gym. You get judged by your, by your coaches, and you complete five... Or, or on- your mates. Or your mates. You get... You, uh, you, you got pro reps. You complete five, five workouts that everyone in the world will do those exact same five workouts. Yeah. You split... The world is split into multiple... I think it's 17... Regions. Is that how many regions we've got now? I think 17. so. I think wow. 17. I think 11, maybe 11 of those are in America. Because wow. well, that's the, the main density of CrossFitters are, are, are there in America. Yeah. Um, so for us in Asia, that's obviously quite a big, it's a big region in terms of the, the countries and, and the amount of people that are in Asia, but the, the actual density of CrossFitters in there is, is quite small. And what, so what maybe, do we have in the open men? At around 2,500? I, I think it was close to 3,000, 3, yeah. 3,000. So, so 3,000 men enter these online qualifiers. You do one each week. If you come first out of those 3,000 in your region, you'll get one point. If you come, if there is 3,000, you come last, you get 3,000 points. Um, over the five weeks, however many points you got, that's your score. And the, the top 48 guys, so the guys with the, the lowest amount of points will progress through to the next stage of competition, which is called the regionals. Right. And that's, that's 
that brings together so a lot smaller groups. So that whittles whittles it down to sort of the top the top people in within each region. But there's some disparity from from region to region because of the strengths of the regions, especially in the in the US as well, right? Yes, yeah, so you're getting at the moment you're getting a lot of chat about you know which regions should be allowed, how many people. Um, Asia is one of the regions where you're only allowed one person. So out of those 48 that advance to regionals, only one of those, so the top man, will advance to the CrossFit Games. Um, what, what's your personal opinion on that, mate? Do you, do you think that, that it's right, that, um, uh, that, that it's split by, you know, on, on a regional level? Because I think one of, the, one of the regions in the US, for example, that had Graham Holmberg in it that was a champion CrossFit Games so, winner in 2010, sixth in the world and comes fourth in his region and, and misses out on the Games. Yeah, so that's the Central East region in um, in America. Nerd. Yeah, <laughs> Central East region. They've got, I, I'd, I'd say they've got 10 guys that could easily go to the games in any other region and they'd probably place top 30 out of the best in the world as well. Right. But it is a good thing that Asia gets the one you know, the one guy, maybe they don't deserve more than one. A lot of people in Asia will say, you know, even even myself, you think, oh, if only they could allow one or two more. But I believe that one is the right amount from Asia at this moment in time. Yeah. Because we're talking about growing the sport globally. If you if you don't include Asia or, or Africa, which is another technically weak region, Latin America, even Canada they didn't have a great showing this year. On the men's side, on the women's side, they obviously did. But the <laughs> yeah, men's we'll come to that the men's, the men's not so much. If you discount them and don't allow them to have places, then this is just going to be an, um, an American yeah. sport with a few Europeans and a few Australians. So it's not going to grow we, globally. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we increase the amount of participation from, from the rest of the world then to try, and, to try and make it more global? Or it's all about standards? Uh, yeah. <laughs> increase the number of people who actually go to the games. Yeah, but, um, yeah, to, to to make it more global. No, I, I still believe that because I think forty three, forty three guys. Let me just check. There was, uh, yeah, forty three guys at the games this year. Yeah, I think if you start growing that number over fifty, like this is the the elite of of our sport. This is yeah. the, the best of the yeah. best. Like if you start expanding that more and more, than you know, the, it's the not quality, so and that to, to be honest, you know what they're testing at the games yeah. is it, it's really hard. Like the, the yeah. things that they're doing, like it isn't for you yeah, know the, the mid-level regional competitors. The guys that have finished twentieth at regionals, they probably shouldn't be taking doing this test that is the games. Like yeah. these guys, even you see some of these guys if you watch it over the weekends, they're struggling with yeah. the events. You know, really struggling. Some of them. Yeah, so we'll, you, we'll come to we'll come to what that what they were in in a little while. That's for sure. But I mean, out out of regionals, we we obviously see a, a lot of athletes that. Let's jump back to Graham Holmberg and, and and then into into one of the females that that's right up there that didn't make it. I mean, you've got really good athletes that are not not actually making it to the game. So is it you know? L- let's jump straight into Sam Briggs. She she was she won the CrossFit Games last year. Screwed up on one workout. Didn't get to go to the CrossFit Games. Could argue, could she have won? Would she have won? I mean, who who knows? Yeah. You, you can't you can't really say that. But you're still getting top people that are missing out. How do we deal with that? Um, well, I believe yeah, Sam Briggs is obviously a great example. I do believe that she's probably still the best crossfitter in the world, or at least yeah. in the top three. I I I genuinely believe she would have finished on the podium. Yeah, um, you look at the stuff that she puts on social media, and it's just <laughs> outrageous. Like she's doing yeah. most of the the men's workout, like the men's weights and, yeah. and beating beating most most guys um, yeah right she actually so at the regionals 
out of the seven workouts, I think she won four four workouts, so she took first place, which in in most cases you you're an absolute guarantee to progress onto the games. But yeah. I think she took a twenty third or twenty fourth in the handstand walk. Right. So the reason she didn't go is because she collected all those points on that one workout, took her outside the top three, she doesn't get to progress. You know, it, it, is she still fitter than the people that went? You know, she won four of the typical CrossFit style workouts. Yeah. She even set world records in those, so so beating <laughs> most people in the world, but she doesn't progress onto the games. Is it fair? Is it not? By the scoring standards that everyone else went by, then then yes, it is fair. And, yeah. and Dave Castro is, I think, he's the, the director of the games. He he decided it was fair. He yeah. said no wild cards are going. So yeah. you can't really argue. What I believe is that some of the events at regionals this year. The scoring system could maybe do with changing slightly. Right. So, the event that she, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying messed up is the best best word. I know that she can probably walk further than she did on her hands, so maybe it is a mess up. Yeah. But that event, so one attempt at a handstand walk, max yeah. distance. You know, it Screw, lasted for th- lasted, lasted for three minutes. You know, if you fell down, it could last up to ten seconds. <laughs> Was worth the same amount of points as the fifties chipper. Yeah, now, anyone right. who went to regionals knows what the 50s chipper feels like. It, it didn't feel great. Okay, that was 21 <laughs> minutes. There yeah. was only 10 people in the world finished the workout. Yeah. Like, you know, the most 90% of people didn't even finish the workout. How far off finishing it were you, mate? I was uh, six reps away. More, more training next year. <laughs> more training. <laughs> six, six reps away from finishing. <laughs> That's was, incredible. But, uh, yeah. Where, that, where, so where was your score in the world on that? Do you know? On you that, must know. Uh... You must be in the. You must have been in the top twenty in the world on that. In that, in that I would event. imagine it'd be yeah, top thirty at least. Not bad at all. Um, but, but yeah, so that that workout more whole, fitness next year. That, <laughs> that workout was a, worth the same amount of points as the handstand walk. So yeah, right. What I believe is that the scoring system maybe needs to change to more like the games scoring system. Yeah. So at the games, some workouts have a a, a heavier weight in weighing than than other workouts. You know. Yeah. So the one at max snatch and the one at max handstand walk this year from from regionals maybe shouldn't have been worth the same amount of point or equal to the, the longer you know more typical crossfit style workouts and in that case sam probably would have progressed to the games yeah um but you know that's so that was that 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 was regionals and then there was about what was it about eight weeks nine weeks for them to rest between the last regional and the start of the crossfit games where they go into it not knowing not knowing what to prepare for in those in those eight to nine weeks so how do how do people deal with that preparing for sort of the unknown yeah, that'd be a tough one. Um, so you, I think it was about nine weeks they had something like that. Um, what to what to prepare? It's absolutely anything. Like you said, like you don't really know what's going up at the games. If you if you're looking at past past games, you can kind of take a guess that okay, swimming's <laughs> going to be in there. They're going to taste test. They're going to test running over a slightly longer longer. Um, time frame than than, yeah. than they would at re- they can't really test it at regionals apart from a sprint and they can't really test it at the open which which is let's jump into that quickly or or maybe longer we're seeing or i'm seeing a lot of dis- differences between what's been tested in the open then what's been tested at regionals and then what's been tested at the games so one of your top athletes is 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 in in the games would be very good at something long. You know there was there was quite a long swim in there. There's no swimming tested up until that point. The the workouts that you see in the open are very, a very 
kind of doable by by a bigger population to get that population into competing in 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 the open whether whether that's financial or whether that's to grow the sport we, we could also argue the whole day seeing as you have to you have to pay 10 or 20 dollars to to enter the open so what do you think about the differences that we're seeing between you know different fitnesses tested in the three different competitions it's necessary at the moment i think like you said the open has to be something you can do in your gym because at yeah. the moment it has to be judged by by a level one by a level one crossfit judge you know even this year you had to video all the workouts so you can't yeah. really they're not gonna you know that'd be it's never gonna happen in my opinion that they'll throw swimming or, or, or a run in, into the open like but we also didn't think they put rowing in which they did but mm-hmm. again you, you can row in your gym and you can yeah. video that yeah yeah running this, I think in CrossFit, no one's ever going to do the exact same 400-meter run, so they can't really test that in the open. Yeah. They more have to test just gym movements. Right. When you get to regionals, like you said, in previous years, I'd agree with a bit more that regionals has been very different to the games. Yeah. I think it was more similar this year, Yeah. but without the inclusion of the swimming and running and things like that. And that's because they have to sort of try and standardize what each region is doing so the 17 yeah. different regions they need to try and find a venue that, that is a similar um atmosphere and circumstances for ev- all of those 17 regions so that everyone's kind of on the same playing field yeah right they can't what they can't do which i think they used to do 2010 every region had different workouts right i think they changed that in 2011 so that they're, they're all doing the same thing and I would imagine that's so that, you know, you can't argue, well, yeah. I got to the games, but my region was far tougher than yours. I was yeah. beat up for two weeks afterward. Yeah. You had an easy region. Yeah. You recovered really quickly and got better training for the games. Yeah. So now everyone has to be able to do the exact same thing at, at regionals, which means finding finding a, a stadium with, you know, the same size floor that you can drop barbells on, you can put a rig in, and you've got a swimming pool so you can test that, and you've got a running track so you can test that. It's going to be logistically... 17, Man, they, yeah, 17 they, regions around the yeah, world they, they do well enough just to get the stadium i think and, and all that that you know all the equipment there that's all exactly the same as any other region like yeah. that's pretty impressive without the running and swimming included let's jump into what happened what was released at the games what was it made up of so it happened it happened last weekend the weekend just gone in the states in los angeles at the home depot center carson which is an absolute dump for anyone who wants to go there it's the home of the la galaxy i've been there two years in a row awful place you can't even get a you can't even actually get a bite to eat outside the the stadium or near the stadium and you feel like your car might not be there on the way back but that's a plug for the tourism board of carson anyway so it started on on the wednesday actually yes what did we have start at the beach on wednesday what did we have straight up so we had a longer event i think it lasted around the top time was around 30 minutes right. so it's already you're already testing a lot longer so the longest regional event was 21 minutes they kick off the games with a 30 minute workout for the fastest time and uh-huh. that was down at the beach they had open water swimming burpees on the sand kettlebell thrusters on the sand um it was quite how heavy were those kettlebell thrusters the the guys had two 16 kilo two 16 kettlebells kilos. yeah i think the girls was 12 kilos Mm. Um, but two of them for 50, 50 reps twice they ended up doing 100 reps of that 60 nice. burpees and anyone who wasn't very good at swimming was very quickly found out like swimming in a pool is hard enough swimming in open water is harder yeah. swimming in open water when you've got to do thrusters and burpees I can imagine I've never done it um, <laughs> I'm actually glad that, that I didn't that was, my, <laughs> that was my next question how do you think you'd have done 
Oh, I'm, I'm not kidding anyone. I'd, I'd have really struggled with that event. Like, I look at the re- the workouts from the games this year. Obviously, I was so tempted to look because, and I'm obviously going to have that thought process of how would I have done because yeah. I was so close to getting there. And I, I know that there's a few events in there. So the first day would have been pretty much a nightmare for me. The beach with the swimming, I'd have struggled with, and then even the overhead squat later in the day, I'd, I'd have struggled to to put up a, a decent number in comparison to those guys what? like Rich Fronin put over his head 377 pounds 170 kilos 170 kilos yeah and overhead squatted that and it looked pretty easy he actually went for 180 i think 180 was his next attempt he he, he just he made a big jump didn't he yeah i think he was just putting one on for the crowd and he missed the 400 pound jerk from behind his neck but then the next day i think i'd have or the next couple of days i think i'd have pulled some places back and done quite well we had um some sprint some sprints with the sleds, which being a, a slightly heavier athlete, you saw the ones that, that did well with the with the heavier guys who could move the weight quickly. And my sports background would have probably fared well in the sprinting there. Yeah. So I think that would have been okay for me. The 21-15-9 complex that they did, was uh, so that was a mixture of um, barbell movements. You had deadlifts, power so cleans. F- f- first day was swimming, burpees, kettlebell thrusters on the beach, and then they went to one yeah. rep max overhead squat. No, not not directly after, but they had maybe a, I would imagine it was few, like a five or six hour break. Yeah, they yeah. did the swimming in the morning, and then yeah. later at the night in the stadium they did the and, overhead squat. And then they had the Thursday off to relax. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they needed the recovery day. And there, then let's go through Friday. What happened Friday morning? They had an event called the Triple Three. So yep. that one actually that that one looked like the the hardest workout of the weekend. You, yeah. if, you, if anybody watched that event, you saw a few people really struggling some some big names obviously struggling uh rich fronin took quite a low place in that yeah um it just That's shows it just shows like he he's been the fittest guy in the world for for four years now he was second the year before so you could even argue for five years he's been at the very top of the sport yeah and they're still throwing out workouts that that are, are making That's guys because really struggle. He, he spent too much time working on his swimming with Brian McKenzie <laughs> and not enough time running. It's obvious. <laughs> who needs to who needs to walk on a three mile run? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'd have taken a, a few walks. W- so. Would you like that workout? What's that? So three three k. It was three k row, yeah. three hundred double unders, and then basically, uh, it's basically three miles is basically five k. Yeah, five k running. Happy with that? I don't hold my own. Like I, I can I can roll well. I'd 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 just done that okay. I'd we do it tomorrow? Mm, no. Okay. Far too hot. <laughs> 400 meters outside was enough for me last week. <laughs> That's true. So, that, so that, yeah, that, was, that was in looked, the morning. It looked hard. And you you yeah. even saw there was a couple of, of women close to the finish line just like cramping up or, or just yeah. falling over what looked like probably a bit of heat exhaustion. Like it, it looked really hot. I don't know exactly how hot it was, but... Do you think that do you think that that's exposed maybe some, some weaknesses? I mean, I guess in CrossFit, people, people are used to running 400, 800 meters, maybe a kilometer. Do you think that, you know, when do you really, when do you walk into your, to your CrossFit class and see on the board 5K run or 5K row? That's the workout for the day. I mean, I... We've never programmed it here, no. you know. Do, do you think that's maybe exposed that, and, and and should people get ready to see that coming up on our board soon? Yeah, I mean, I I think you should program it at most gyms. Like just as much as you program anything else, you should test that slightly longer. Yeah, you know, the longer time frame, twenty minutes of rowing, twenty minutes of running, yeah, single modality, yeah, work. Can you just keep going for that that amount of time? And I know for myself that I don't really need to think about doing too much running training. If my if if I'm a regional athlete and I'm uh, and if I'm a regional athlete who knows 
you know, really, I'm never going to go to the games. Yeah. I'm not saying that is my thought, but yeah. if you are someone who thinks, you know, I really just want to get to regionals, you know for a fact you don't have to worry about long-distance running. Yeah, it's back to what um, we were saying a few minutes ago, isn't if, it? But if you're a games athlete now, you need to be able to run for pretty long distance, and you yeah. need to be able to swim. You probably need to be able to cycle. I'm surprised you haven't thrown that in, in there yet over a longer distance. Yeah. Or yeah. ski erg or yeah. airdyne, you know, all these, you know, just single modality. Um cardiovascular type yeah. exercises you just need to be able to to go on them for 20 30 minutes and, and, and i mean i guess pace. having the the swim was a little bit a little bit less but in, in previous years we've seen we've seen on the wednesday a 21k row the year before that we, we did see we saw a triathlon which obviously involves a bike and the bike only had a single gear and it, it made it a little bit yeah. tougher like that that obviously people aren't used to doing that or, or these athletes that haven't really trained a lot in that because crossfit doesn't prepare them for that would struggle and would have would have a, a, a longer recovery time as well. That's why I actually think I, I, I would struggle because being one of those sort of fringe athletes of, of you know, I, I can make it to regionals now. I'm pretty confident I can make it to regionals, but it's only since this year I know that, you know, I've really got a, sh- a shot of being in the games, but it, it's going to be tough. There's three or yeah, four guys sure. in Asia that are all really close. So I have to put all of my focus on being able to train for regionals events to just to try yep. and get past regionals. Yeah. And I, I don't have that much time to be able to dedicate to running and swimming yeah. because that would take away from my regionals performance. Absolutely, yeah. So it is, it is a tough one. Like trying to trying to break into that that group of games athletes is yeah. it is t- is tough because it's just finding the time to, to to train all those all the different things. Yeah, yeah. all those different. Um, how, what happened after? So we're on Friday morning. We've got that nice long one. Everyone's absolutely smoked, cramped at the end. So and, now we and move ex- on to massively exposed. We've got two sprints after that. So right. you do the long do the long distance in the morning. I think. Excuse me. Uh, around lunchtime, they had the sprint sled one and the yeah. sprint sled two, which is just it well, was a ninety five a ninety five pound sled. A, Pretty yeah. futuristic looking sled. It was like yeah, very like aerodynamic. Yeah. Very very low to the ground. So the handles were only twenty four inches off the ground. Right. So if you've got if you are in a CrossFit gym and you look at the the box that you usually jump to, yeah. That's how high the the handles came up. So you can imagine how hard that was being that low to the ground. Yeah. Ninety five pounds is very light, which isn't necessarily a good thing. It just means you have to run faster. At all. Which yeah. Uh, yeah. if anyone who's pushed a sled before knows that it it burns really quickly. <laughs> so they had. Two minutes to push it the length of the football field, and then they had maybe 30 seconds rest or a minute's rest, and then they had three minutes to push it back, because obviously that second push is going to be harder. Yep. Um, and you saw, I think, sort of the bigger guys, Didn't the bigger guys on that. I think Nate Nick, Schrader, I yeah. think, uh, took, he's one of the heavier athletes. Oh, sorry, Neil Maddox. Neil Maddox, I think. Neil Maddox yeah. took first in both of those. Nate Schrader was, was just behind him. Yep. So that was like a one... 30 seconds for the first one and a minute for the second one. So you can see just how much they're fatigued by the, that second push. Like yeah, the right. times are pretty much, well, doubling. Double, yeah. yeah. And then the evening event, this was an absolute, I mean, this was brilliant. You, you'd have enjoyed this actually, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd have liked this one. It was, it was probably, this was one of the best ones to watch for the whole weekend. So yeah. it was a 20, they called it the 21-15-9 complex, which is a pretty, 21-15-9 is a very common um, CrossFit rep scheme. I don't actually don't actually know why. I don't probably only Greg Glassman knows knows why. Yeah. Um, but twenty one fifty nine that was made up of uh, deadlifts, power cleans, power snatches, all at seventy kilos for the guys. I think it was fifty kilos for the 
for the women, right. or somewhere around around that mark. So relatively heavy for for so many reps. Um, and then it was also a combination of pull-ups, chest bar pull-ups, and bar muscle-ups, right. which was sort of the that was the real pivotal part of the workout. How well you can move through the gymnastics because most of the the guys and girls move the barbell extremely well. It's just how well you could also do the gymnastic movements. Didn't Camille LeBlanc did all of her movements from one to the other. Yeah, she yeah she was pretty she was pretty impressive. Uh, that was. Have you was, done that workout yet? I haven't done that one yet. It's right. on. It's on. The, it's definitely on the to do. It's, it's on, on the, the to do list, list. Yeah, but she she sort of transitioned from from pull up to chest to bar pull up to to bar muscle up like very very smooth. Yeah. Like she she really showed how much better she was at everyone at the gymnastic movements. I think mm. none of the guys did that. No. And none of the other girls did that. Like it was it was yeah, very she, she very was impressive to watch. Yeah. Um, but she's always sort of been at the top of uh, the top of the like the rankings when it comes to the gymnastics movements. Anyway, yeah, she's yeah. very good at that. So a, a lot of a lot of reps to go through there at the end of I mean at the end of Friday. So and they've done they've done that long event in the morning, then something short and and really burny sort of in the afternoon and then in the evening. Or it was it was in the evening. It was about seven o'clock at night when they when they were going through it. Yeah. They've had a something that's. I mean, really tested test them in different ways as well, different barbell movements and three different gymnastics movements in there as well. So, so this this was the first more like classic CrossFit type workout, yeah, the ones that yeah. you sort of expect to expect to see on the CrossFit main site, like a mixture of barbell, a mixture of gymnastics over sort of five five minutes. I think yeah. the time cap was seven minutes, so yeah, you couldn't really go any longer than that. So that was like the first time we've seen like a, a classic CrossFit. CrossFit workout of the game so far after some pretty specialist stuff before that, and then Saturday morning. So remember, we're we're three days. It's actually it's actually four days with with starting on Wednesday, then the rest day on Thursday, then Friday. Those three events they went through. What did we see Saturday morning? So this is the one that I'd have probably enjoyed the most, or one of the two that I've enjoyed the most. This has been the Muscle Up Biathlon. Okay, they actually yeah. released they released just the name to this workout maybe a week prior to the game, so it kind of left people guessing. Yeah, I actually predicted that it was going to be some sort of like skierg event which we haven't seen at the games yet yeah right uh, like a biathlon thing but we, it was it was in fact it was it was running and and muscle ups ring muscle ups it was a um 400 meter run yeah that was around the stadium so they're kind of upstairs going up and down the stairs and then and then across the field to their their huge rig set up across the football field and you had to complete 18 muscle ups you then did another 400 meter run and did 15 muscle ups and another 400 meter run and 12 muscle ups. That but 400 meter run is brutal. It looks pretty brutal. Yeah, up and down those stairs, you see them all sort of starting to walk as they're going up the stairs because yeah. it's just yeah. battering your legs. But yeah. the, the the catch on this workout was that if you dropped off the rings at any point, you had to run a penalty lap, which was 200 meters. So yeah. that's what made this workout very very I entertaining. Like I was a to, bit upset that actually the the 200 meter penalty run was on flat ground that that should have had a bit of hill in it why not just just the, the up bit i thought i thought that was a bit of an easy get out to, to yeah. let them run on the flat but still what who went unbroken i mean 18 muscle ups I unbroken think just cody anderson went all three sets unbroken right if i'm I, i'm i'm pretty sure just cody anderson so he's a young guy doesn't weigh doesn't weigh too much um I think he was around 160 I think, pounds. Which I think Jonesy would know that stat a little <laughs> bit better. Than you. 160 pounds. He's a, he's a young guy. First time at the games. He was yeah. really impressed with all the gymnastics movements yeah, uh, over the weekend. He was good to watch. Yeah. Um, you saw that some of the slightly heavier guys struggle with this one a bit. 
Kaliper. I think Ben Smith did really well on this one. Yeah. Spieler did really well, which you would expect. You would expect yeah. Most of them, most of the top guys would hit the 18 reps unbroken yeah. and then break once on the 15 and then hit the 12 unbroken or maybe one break on that 12. Isn't the, You've done this workout. How did you do it? Uh, I actually went unbroken on the 18. I did 10 and a 5 on right. the 15 and then a, I did the 12 unbroken as well. Wow. But I, I had to pace the run pretty slowly to be able to do that to give yourself the recovery time the run and you did the run on the flat as well which it was, was on the flat but, but it was so also in was th- 3 p.m in dubai yeah. <laughs> 48 degrees or it was something like pre- that. it was pretty hot how long did it take you to finish it mate um 12 minute 12 and a half minutes right which i i don't know would have placed me around so looking here around 10th place but wow. like we said earlier you can't compare yeah. any difficult. running crossfit like difficult those guys probably put bit of extra pace on the run than than, yeah. than I would yeah. to be able to rest and yeah. I want to do as little running as possible when I do a workout <laughs> so I wasn't too this happy about those penalty problem, runs. <laughs> the problem's coming. Yeah. So that was, I mean that that's a brutal workout for the girls as well. Traditionally with nothing against any of the females mm. but we've seen females sl- struggle slightly more than than guys in a lot, you know on, 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 on muscle ups. How did it go for, for the uh, girls? So I mean Camille would have done well and, and, and a few couple of the other girls but some of them would have probably really struggled. Yeah so uh, Tiffany Hendrickson she took first on that one and Camille took second and yeah. then after them there was only six other girls that actually finished actually the workout. Finished it, yeah. Which is huge. Um, yeah so then you're leaving another 36, 36 37 girls wow. that, that didn't actually finish that workout so clearly the, the muscle up movement is a bit more difficult yeah. um, for for the women. Um, just just how it goes with just how it goes with some of the gymnastic what movements. What was the time cap on it? I'm not sure. I think twenty or twenty right. minutes, so, possibly twenty. But there would 21. have been a lot of running involved in there. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially every time you drop off the rings, go and do a 200 meters. You mentioned something before. Maybe see the skier. Something about the skier over the weekend. Bobby Maximus did 500 meters under 120. First person to ever do that. I think that's uh, quite a quite a big milestone that he's hit there. You happy with that? That's pretty pretty impressive. I haven't actually used the skier too much, but yeah. I, the, the few times that I have, I really struggle to hit the same pace as you, as you do on a rowing machine. Yeah, so just tough. to be able to hit that under 120. I mean, I know that it's hard to do it on a rower, so. Yeah. To do it on a ski, I can imagine, is, is really difficult. So yeah. it's pretty impressive. Pretty yeah. impressive. Later on that day, Saturday, what did we see pop up? We had the sprint carry. Okay, so the, again, this was weird. Again, middle of the day. This is this is quite cool, though. I like, I like yeah. CrossFit events like this where yeah. they do stuff that... You know, they like to test things that you can't do in your gym, really. They, they yeah, want right. Each year at the Games, they want to throw something at them that they know, okay, nobody has actually done this before. Yeah. Like, that's why they're yeah. trying to test. That's a part of fitness that they're trying to test. So yeah. they had to sprint across the field and pick up a 100-pound, sil- it was like a long cylinder. Yeah. So they had to kind of like throw it onto the shoulder and run with it, run back, and they had um, 150 pounds, I think. It was like a, it looked like a, a big... A huge sandbag, really. Yeah. Like it was massive. It was like, it was almost the size of some of the girls, so it, was, it looked pretty <laughs> difficult for them to to carry. Really, they kind of flung that onto the back and ran across the field with that. Yeah. And then a hundred and fifty pound cylinder. That's um, a, that's probably a fair the, amount of weight. The, yeah, I, I I can't imagine anyone's ever. The gyms don't have a hundred and fifty pound cylinders just yeah, lying exactly. around. Like the closest thing to that would be one of the D balls that yeah. you can get from Rogue. Yeah. I've used it. They used a hundred and. 
50 pound one of those in the games which is like, yeah, seven, a couple like of years 70 ago kilos with the uh, with the handstand wasn't it yeah but if yeah. you've used those before it, it's quite uncomfortable on your shoulder and then yeah. to, to run flat out with it 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 is difficult to, to run yeah, with absolutely. because you're kind of off balance as well. Yeah. You saw a couple of guys close to the finish line just tripping and dro- dropping it, which <laughs> which actually cost them like five or six places because it was, it was such a short event that you, yeah. know, you, you fall over a one mistake or you mess around yeah, with one of those yeah, pieces yeah, of equipment yeah. and you're going to drop five or six places, which absolutely. is a big difference really yeah. at the end of the weekend. Yeah. And then after that? After that, we had... Oh, this was the best event of the weekend. The, the clean speed ladder... This was something different. This I, I'm sure all the Olympic weightlifters really had something to say about this. <laughs> there was a few, you know, CrossFit reps in there that we like to call them. You know, yeah. the the ones that don't look too perfect, but yeah. it, it was a really good. It was a really good event. So basically, they had five barbells. Each athlete had five barbells in front of them. Yeah, I think so. The weights that they had, I think the first. It was like started at like 100, 100 kilos, then maybe 105, 110, up to 125, okay, right. uh, barbells. Um, and you had to clean each one, so a squat clean as fast as you could. So you just did one rep at each one, advanced forward, and, and complete those five reps as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And then after that, so there's 43 people took part in that. The top 24 times progressed on to the next one. Okay, so we got the weight. We got the weights up here. So the first round starts at 245 and finishes at 275 pounds, and then the top 24 guys did it again, but that started at 280 pounds and finished at 310, which oh, wow. 310 pounds is a real heavy weight. If you've yeah. got a guy in your CrossFit gym that can clean that, it's probably probably got the biggest clean in the gym. So these guys were doing that. I think Neil Maddox did that round in around 30 seconds, wow. and then the final round. Started for the guys, so the guys started started at 315, which is 142 kilos. So, like I just said, if someone's cleaning that in your gym, they've probably got the best clean in, in the gym. Yeah, they're doing all right. The girls started at 205 pounds, which is is that around 90 kilos, somewhere around there. Yeah, just yeah, just around le- 90. Just less, which is like which for is, a female. I mean, to give what what would we say an, an average decent clean for a female? If they're cleaning 60 kilos, they're, they're doing they're really doing they're good. doing really well. Yeah, yeah. And, and this round is starting at 90. That that's actually one of the things that hit me when I was watching it I was like wow that's a that's for a female that's a yeah. really decent it's, start it's heavy weights like yeah. so you did the the five reps there 315 325 335 340 and it finished on 345 wow. which is a huge number wow. and I think again Neil Maddox and Jeff Evans Jeff Evans loves they, a bit abs- of they absolutely smashed her it. Yeah. it was like again 30 35 seconds I think uh, n- Jeff Evans was was ahead of Maddox actually, wasn't he? And I then, think there was a bit of controversy. Like yeah. they they introduced last year uh, a chip timing thing for the yeah. games. They're trying to obviously take out human error as much as possible. But Absolutely. this is where we see a bit of computer error in there as yeah. well. They have the chip timer, so as you cross the finish mat, your your time is is recorded to the tenth of the second. Yeah. But then if you slowed down the camera. Neil Maddox had both feet over the line. Right. Jeff Evans only had one foot over, right. but that was the one foot that had the chip timer on because <laughs> it's on your ankle. Because it's on your but ankle. But they yeah. actually took it back and gave Neil the the victory on that, that one because happened, yeah. he was clearly you know two feet over the line. Whereas, what do you what do you think about that? Because we're, we're obviously seeing a little bit of this coming in with the MPFL or MPGL, whatever they want to call themselves at the moment. That and and I listened to something very interesting how they how they're looking to tag athletes in future to 
to computerize the standard for reps. So, for example, for, for a squat, you'd have a, you'd have a chip on your knee, you'd have a chip on your hip as well. And for it to go, for, for you to get a rep to count, those chips would have to align and make sure you're below parallel. What do you think about that and the advances in technology to, mm. to make things, to, to remove that human error? I, d- I don't actually think it's that, that necessary. I think it's going far too technical. And yeah. I, I've been more disappointed with a computer error than a human error. Like I know yeah. that I've been judged before and maybe the judges are all volunteers. And I've said loads of times that I would hate to be a judge in CrossFit. Yeah, horrible, like, right. I, one of the things is you get in, too involved encouraging the person that you're trying to judge. And then I always forget what number I'm on. So I kind of like look <laughs> you, at them like, oh. yeah, you wouldn't be a very good yeah, judge. I look at them like, oh, I don't actually know how many reps you've done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy cheering you on. Like, but I, I just, especially things like double unders, things oh, like that. Nice. It's going so it's quick. And then you're like yeah. trying to think, oh, how many rounds has this guy done? Or I, yeah. I just, I just wouldn't want to be a judge and, and especially not, judging the best guys in the world yeah. you feel too much pressure but i don't think you need that technology because yeah. i think the judges are doing doing a pretty good job yeah you look at any other sport i i don't know what other sport is solely judged by technology yeah, but they yeah. all have it's starting to creep in that they have assistance of technology yeah, yeah. okay so you know uh, in in rugby they, they have the, the and, TMO, and yeah. i think they're just trying to creep it in they have it in cricket they have it yeah, in, yeah. in tennis they have the hawk hawkeye thing they're yeah. trying to creep it into soccer i mean they've like, been talking in, in football for years about putting a, a, an electronic the net goal around the ball yeah. and the goal line technology and they've never really been able no. to and i mean i mean i just don't think you need it in crossfit yeah, like, yeah. i think i think the judges are, are doing a good job like you know, you go to local competitions sometimes, and, and the standards aren't great. But you know, what right. what, what do you expect? Everyone's there just volunteering, just to have, volunteering, having, having a good time, time really. Yeah, but yeah. like the the judges at the games are all, you know, they're all level one seminar staff. They know what a rep is and what a rep isn't. And yeah, right. I would imagine it's not that often that they're getting they're getting things wrong. Yeah. So I think the standards the standards at regionals and the standards at the games are, are good. And maybe yeah. just these small things like you know the chip timers. Or a little bit of video yeah. video replays on the sprint events. If you're looking at someone's crossing a finishing line, then maybe you can have some assistance yeah. there. But I don't think you I need think to be hooked it. up with a load I of sensors you, and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you imagine how I'd be far more mad if I had a load of sensors all over me, and you're thinking, and and it just didn't work. One of them stopped working. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the battery no, just runs out or whatever. It, Something stupid it just doesn't it's work. It's true, and be... it's only we're only seeing those small things in in. I mean, those events were super quick and super tight as well. They're, they're the real sprint events. You don't really see anything like that in even in the twenty one fifteen nine. That was a, like a five minute event. There was no. There's always someone who's pretty pretty clear, and it's yeah. So it's 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 a tough one. But that that clean that clean speed ladder that was uh, that was interesting to watch. And as I as I said, I'm I'm sure it got some interesting feedback from the. Uh, from the Olympic weightlifting community. Yeah, there's a, there's a few uh, dodgy reps in there. Like, and, and, I mean, one, one of the greatest things, and, 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 and this is sort of what we see a, a lot of people waste a lot of time on as well, and it, it was what the, the commentators were, were making some reference to as well, is how quickly some of the lifters were, or some of the athletes were able to set up and lift the bar, which actually I, I support 100% because I see too many people going up to a bar, whether it's for a squat, whether it's for a clean, whether it's for a snatch, and just sitting in front of the bar and holding the bar for mm. for ten to fifteen seconds. I know our, our buddy Max loves to <laughs> loves to be just there for talking, talking yourself just out of the talking lift. Talking yourself out of the lift. So yeah. I think there is a fine line. Obviously, those guys were getting it through on its speed level, but you want to just get up to that bar, rip it, rip it out of the rack, or, or, or get it on the floor and, and, and
and clean it up and not waste time. But yeah, some some of those ones. If if you haven't watched the the clean speed ladder, folks, and you have no idea what we're talking about, then go and watch it. It's all of the events are actually uh, games.crossfit.com. You can watch all the archived events if if you missed any or you want to be a complete nerd and analyze it, which I'm sure a lot of you. Uh, anyway, so that was the end of Saturday. One more day left of competition. Well, no, there was there was one more event. Sorry, there was one more. They kind of surprised them, I think, yeah. with this one. They they yeah they threw in like a surprise event late at night, which yeah. I think from a spectator's point of view, this was the best one on the guy side to watch because yeah. it's kind of when um, Fronin took back the lead. He he was he was suffering after the after the the Friday event. Yeah, the triple three and the sleds knocked him down a bit as well, and then he really pulled it back on this one, which was it's probably the most. The most difficult for for an average CrossFit uh, member of your gym to complete it was yep. it was a combination of, of heavy sled drags so yep. it was like a, a long rope and you, you pulled the rope it was the the lightest weight weight on the sled I think was three hundred and fifteen pounds yeah one hundred and forty kilos and I was pulling that fifty feet yep. and then you also had to hit some deficit strict handstand push-ups. this was in, oh, so, oh, I watched this yeah oh, like anyone who went to me. regionals this year. Like you, the strict handstand push-ups were the, the the part that everyone was talking about. You yeah, know, that that was a really difficult workout. It was really, you know, an eye opener for a lot of people who haven't been training their strict gymnastics. Yeah, all all they've been doing is kipping, which in CrossFit we kind of kip too much. We, yeah, we fall into the into the trap of kipping these movements far too much rather than yeah. rather than practicing our strict stuff. Yeah, and, and that one really exposed people. And this was just the test for the, the the best guys the best guys this this is when you really know that you've got the best guys in the world doing this because it's the, i mean the, the, the i think the easiest set they did was seven seven reps at yeah. a six inch deficit right. okay so if anyone is in your gym you want to pile up a couple of the 10 kilo plates yeah. and start trying to do six, uh strict handstand push-ups you know if you're just a an average gym just, member, you probably just gonna try them sh- off the floor. Yeah, you, you <laughs> struggle. struggle enough. But then the the last set was um, ten reps. Yeah, at ten inch deficit, which is ten or twelve inches. I don't know, ten or twelve. Ten or twelve inches. Some, somewhere yeah. on there, but you know, it's like the 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 the, the height of your head, like yeah, is, right is down to your shoulders. Right down the top to your, of your shoulders. Head. Yeah. So, and you know, some of the guys were doing. I think Josh Bridges hit all all ten unbroken and and just <laughs> just won the event ahead of Throne. It was it was a bit of a exciting one for yeah. all the crossfit geeks out there <laughs> again another one that was that was particularly challenging for for the ladies as well i mean yeah we saw some some good ladies but we also saw some some women really struggle in this yeah i think handstand push-ups is one of the things where the women aren't necessarily a, a, a too bad a disadvantage no. to the guys I, they're a lot better at handstand push-ups than they are when it comes to like the pulling events. I think like pulling gymnastics, like pull-ups, chest bar pull-ups, yeah. muscle-ups. Like the handstand push-ups, it, it kind of comes down like this: the short levers in the arms, things like that. The slightly less body weight, but like you said, some of them, some of them did struggle. Like you can see on the, on the leaderboard, some of them hitting the, hitting the time cap there. Yeah, but the, they're still going through that workout. A, pretty, lot, a, lot fa- a lot faster than uh, than I would. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's it. They've 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 worn them out, and there's still one day of competition to come. Sunday, sort of the finale. And 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 what's yeah. interesting, you, you mentioned it there. Froning did a little bit to get himself up the leaderboard, but the leaderboard was kind of it was really wide open at the end of essentially what's three days: the Friday and the Saturday, and also the Wednesday. It was it was really wide open, and and a lot of yeah. in in the males, a lot of new faces. Definitely in the females, probably not expected. Cara Webb from Australia was right up there at the top. The guys, you know, these rookies coming in. Yeah. Noah Olsen, really young. Matt Fraser, Matt Fraser yeah. re- really young. You know, and and then some, more of the annual veterans or whatever you want to call them. Neil Maddox was nowhere near. Dan Bailey and Dan Bailey ended up first time, I think, out of the top ten. First time he's ever yeah, finished so. outside yeah. of the top ten. But he was that, tenth. He was tenth. Yeah. So he was just inside the top ten. Yeah, or, but I think that's his lowest finish. It's his lowest finish ever. Yeah. yeah, he was ninth last year, I think, and 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 he's getting worse. So he'd probably hang his boots up now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so at the end of at the end of that day, going into the final day, it was pretty much it was it was wide open, and then we saw. Probably three very dominating performances. <laughs> so what did we have Sunday morning? So uh, Sunday morning started with a workout called the Midline March. Okay, yeah. so this was twenty-five GHD sit-ups. So yeah, that's the, um, the funky sit-up machine that most people think is in the corner of the gym. It's actually a glute ham developer, but people can use it for abuse for, it. Yeah, for the, for the abs. But yeah, you. So they use the. The GHD, and then they went on to a 50-foot handstand walk, which this had to, had to be unbroken. unbroken. Yeah. If, you, if you dropped on 45 feet, then you were right back to the start what again. What was the length at regionals? It went up to 120, 120 feet. 120 feet, so about half of what we went through at regionals, well, Yeah, you had which to. wasn't a problem for... I didn't, I didn't actually see any of the men fall down. I think I can't, ima- I, I can't, I can't imagine that anyone who went to the games didn't make the full length yeah, because it yeah. just picked you up too many points yeah i know that, that was one of the ones where i actually pb'd my hands down walk but it, it still picked me up maybe 20 points which is too much at a regional event yeah absolutely um, so yeah they did the 50 foot handstand walk and then they went into a 50 foot overhead walking lunge i was with 135 pounds so, so they had to clean kilos. a barbell onto the shoulders press it overhead and then lunge for another 50 feet and then if that wasn't enough they did another two rounds so three rounds three okay. rounds in total which like if you've got a GHD um, at your at your uh, gym and you've done a workout with them in, you just know that anything after doing GHD sit-ups is not cool. is not good. No, <laughs> absolutely. Like you you don't realize how much you use your core until you you destroy it <laughs> in a Correct. workout on one of those. Like even things like rowing or something like that, as simple as that, you wouldn't think you use your core too much. But yep. do twenty GHD sit-ups and then try and do a five hundred meter sprint on the rower, and you'll. You'll, you'll see a, you'll a big see, difference, yeah. So it, yeah. to do all that handstand walking, which you need your midline for, stabilizing a barbell overhead, you obviously need your midline for. To do all that as yeah. fast as they did was was obviously very impressive. That was a, yeah. a good workout to watch. Absolutely. And then, what did we see? What did we see? The main man coming right back into it, <laughs> Dave Castro. Yeah. So he, <laughs> I, I liked it this year. They they really surprised them with the last workout. I think they announced the. The thick and quick, which was the name of the first, yeah. the first part, which I really liked. It was so similar to the final of the regionals workout. So yeah. at the final of regionals, they tested um, your pull-ups, sixty-four pull-ups into eight overhead squats at 90, 90 kilos. I think it was two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, um, or somewhere around there, ninety kilos. I've kind of got it up, wiped it from my memory now after <laughs> that last event. I don't want to think about that anymore. So that was a gymnastic straight into an overhead squat, which is a really tough combination. Yeah. And they did the same thing again for the final of the games, but 
you know, obviously took it up a notch. It was four rope climbs to 20, 20 foot rope climbs. So most most uh, most ropes are usually fifteen foot, and it was a two inch thick, thick rope. Yeah, yeah right. so I've never used used that before, um, but I'd imagine it's a lot harder on your grip. Yeah, right. Uh, the, like it's like using an axle bar in a workout, which which you have used. That's that's thicker than a normal barbell. Yeah, um, and and you you soon find that your grip wears out. So they had to do four ascents of the rope, showing control on the way down, which which messed a couple of people up. They were sort of dropping from the top and yeah. not used to sort of that speed roping on yeah. the way down. As soon as you did your four, you did three overhead squats at 245 pounds, so 111 kilos, you know, which is... Which is easy it, for fronting. <laughs> Apparently so, like, <laughs> you saw some of them just onto the shoulders straight overhead and, and just bang out those reps, and, and yeah. they were done within less than two minutes, which is which is pretty unbelievable, really. Yeah, right. Um, so that's the event that they did know, and then Dave Castro comes out, says to them, Okay, you've got one more event to do. This is before they have a chance to even get a drink of water, barely. He says you've got one minute before your next event. They've been in isolation before this, so they didn't know what was gonna what was gonna happen. And he said they're gonna do Grace, which is a typical. It's one of the benchmark CrossFit workouts, which is thirty clean and jerks, or ground to overheads. Get the bar from the floor to your shoulders, and then overhead, thirty times as fast as you can. He said you're gonna do Grace, and then ten seconds before that started, he announced that it was double Grace, so it was actually sixty reps. Wow. So, sixty reps to finish off. I think that was the thirteenth workout of the weekend. <laughs> That'll finish you 60, off. Sixty reps in under five minutes, or the fastest time there, five minutes five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, most people would be happy to do the thirty reps in, yeah, in five I was minutes. Say, that, you know, that's, that's not a bad time. Yeah, the first time, the first time I did Grace, it was around the five minute mark right. two, two years ago. You know, most people. When you have the ability to do the, the 135 pounds, the RX weight, you, you're kind of shooting for around that time. And yeah. These guys, after thir- you know, 12 previous events, three days Over of three days. four days of competition, they're, 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 they're doing it in five minutes. Incredible. Like, it was Incredible. Yeah, very, very good to watch. And we saw what we saw on the Sunday last year. One man won every single event, first in every single event on the last day. Yes. Rich Fronny. Yes. What, very... a, what a weirdo. <laughs> very impressive he just seems to to get better and better as as, as everyone else is getting tired he's yep. he, he, i would imagine that you can throw an extra two days on the end of that competition okay. and he, he would just keep winning the yeah. events and <laughs> you, you kind of saw like i i was really i was watching noah olsen this year he's i think he's 21 22 yeah first time going to the games like super impressive finished eighth but he was actually leading after the second day yeah and, uh, and then just, just just yeah just kind of you look at his scores like the workouts that he he could probably do quite well in yeah. if he was fresh, you know, double yeah. grace. He took a twenty eighth place, which I can't imagine usually would be that hard for him. But no. it's just the experience that Rich Fronin has. He's he's a little bit older, yeah. and he's I think he's twenty seven now, he's which very old, I yeah. think it, in in my opinion is when you're going to hit. I think you hit your peak in CrossFit between twenty five and twenty eight. Right. I think somewhere around there, that's when that's when that's when you sort of. So do you think he's got another in. year left in him? I'm sure he could probably carry on winning for another. I actually don't know if he could carry on winning. It seems that the other competitors are now catching up faster than he's improving. Yeah. Because the next sort of people in line, like Matt Fraser, Scott Pancheck, um, Noah Olsen, they're all probably two or three years younger than him. So they're kind of like hitting, starting to hit their peak like he did. Yeah. Maybe three, three, three ago. four years ago. Right. He's kind of, you know, dominated that sport. But I can't see. It, obviously, we don't know the answer to this, but do you have the long, like longevity to, to dominate the sport? Going. Like, 
I don't know, a good example, like Roger Federer in, yeah, in right. tennis. He yeah. he dominated for a, for a long, long time. Like yeah. he's he's been in at the top of world tennis for twelve. Is it over twelve years now? Yeah. Like, I just don't know. With the sport being as intense as it, as and it is, can you stay at the top for that long? It's different as well in that we're only getting one big test a year for these guys. Yeah. And, you know, Federer could maybe... I mean, I it's still the same with athletic performance that we're not seeing athletes being able to peak more than two or three times a year. Federer did have some good years. I don't know off my head how many Grand Slams he won within one year or how many big tournaments he won within one year but we generally don't see it within I athletes, think they, they put a stat up at the games that Federer like Rich Fronin is one of only um, six or seven athletes or yeah. teams to win four consecutive titles in, in whatever it was in, I think in their chosen yeah, sport so. yeah so it's, 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 it's a huge huge effort I mean and let's jump quickly on the girls side as well someone I, mean, I was super happy to see Camille leblanc won win the women's section second Annie Thoris daughter third Julie Fouché but, I mean, Camille LeBlanc has been around for years and years. Yeah, I think she started 2010. Yeah. Was it her first so year? She's done, so this is her fourth or, mm. or maybe her fifth games and, and, and kind of been up there or not there or thereabouts. Mm. Sort of, she's, you know, she's come up and down. And then this year, maybe a bit more gymnastics mm. dominant. I think and, uh, her main criticism that she got from, like, the commentators was, so uh, the Open and Regional, she, she dominated all the time because yeah. cause it was that, you didn't really test that longer domain and, yeah. and the swimming, the running, and the the out of the gym type events like carrying odd objects or, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like last year they had that, or the year before they had that double banger event, or so they're yeah, smashing just, smashing things with a hammer, terrible. like just real real world fitness. So maybe at the games she just hasn't had that, and yeah. she's obviously gone away, worked on all like holistic fitness, and just come back and and pretty she dominated the women more than. Rich Froning dominated the men's side yeah, this year. Um, she was kind of around the top for the whole the whole weekend. It was close. Are you happy with, to uh, see Annie Thoris daughter climb up to second? Yeah, it's really good. The the Europe girls actually had a really good showing this year. That's, I think so. Yeah. Annie Thoris was second, and then you had the two the two new girls from Europe, um, Kristen Holt, Kristen yep. Holte, and uh, Bjork Orden's daughter. They're all three girls in the in the top twenty. Yeah, um, the Australians really impressive. Yeah, um, this year sad for Cara Webb. She Cara was, Webb, yeah, she was so dominating the first few days and then injured and nothing for the I last day really. On the women's side, especially, you know, it's not necessarily the Americans that are dominating. Yeah. Whereas that's not true on the men's side. It, yeah. it always seems to be a pretty much an American top ten. Yeah, but the women, it, you know, it's it's been pretty much European. Um, yeah, it's been that that's good. I mean, the, Camille's the, Canadian. And yeah. then they've got the Australians. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the, 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 the Australians are doing really well. To see Rob Forte come in, in what did it, was he 11th or 12th, somewhere around yeah. there. So 12th, he, I think. He's certainly up there. And Khan, Khan Porter did well. And Brendan, Brendan, Swan. Brendan Swan, probably some people might have expected him to do a little bit better. But it, it, it still does show one of the points that you are speaking about earlier, that it that it's, it's getting a lot more global, that's for sure. Well, mate... What a weekend! What a—I mean, what what does everyone do now? I mean, that's just continue to talk about CrossFit and analyze it, and and just generally be nerds. Or yeah, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's everyone who watches is probably super motivated. The, yeah, the right. best thing to do just just get in the gym and and take that motivation into the gym and take it into your own training. I don't know, but everyone else, you kind of get that. Everyone gets super motivated after regionals. Yeah, because that's obviously a lot more open to everyone they kind of go and watch it first hand the regionals super motivated then maybe they sort of slacken off a little bit getting over to summer because everyone's maybe going on holiday or things like that so yeah. you watch the games now take your motivation back into the gym get back into your classes and 
and start preparing for the Open next year. And uh, if, if you can soon. get through the speed clean ladder and, and, and finish it, just let us know. We'd like to come and watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think that it's a good point. If, if you can do some of the workouts, then then do do them. But please be careful. Yeah, do, be careful. Do, do them scaled. You know, if, if, if you're really not up to it and some of those weights are a bit heavy, don't, you're, you're not Rich Fronning, you're not Neil Maddox, you know, but definitely, you know, something something like a, a, a 3K row and, and then 300 double unders, especially for Jonesy, would be great. And, and, then, and then the three-mile run. But where you can, I think it's great to be able to get involved in, in those workouts. But please just be a little bit careful on, on some of the weights and, and what it might do to your body. But it will be a good taste for you to see, see what those guys went through. I'm not sure... That many thrusters, that many burpees on the beach, sand in your face, and then and then out swimming. Maybe we should give that one a, maybe we should give that one a shot. Seeing as we're so close to the beach, we'll leave that one till winter. <laughs> to, to, mate, in summer you'll tell me it's too hot. In winter <laughs> the, the water will be too cold. But uh, yeah, CrossFit Games, go and check it out. Games.crossfit.com. There's plenty of plenty of media content up there and plenty of videos to watch. And and as I said, be a little bit geeky about, about Phil. Second fittest man in Asia. We hope that we can sit here in a, in a year's time and speak about your experience at the CrossFit Games. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> Working hard. Until next time, folks. Take care. Cheers. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, and I do hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks also to Phil for his useful insights into the CrossFit Games. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them in the comments section over on this post, innerfight.com slash podcast 142, or mail us directly, winning at innerfight.com. Please also take a moment, hop over to iTunes, and rate the podcast. Until next time, take care.